Welcome to Best Song Ever. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How you doing today, Luke? Oh, bonjour, monsieur. Ah, fancy. Uh, Toiletta? Does that mean toilet in French? Yes. I got by on very few phrases when I was over there in France land. Yeah, you were in France, and we have been gone uh, from the airwaves uh, for a long time. Because you're like, oh, I need to go on a two-week honeymoon. Yeah. I'm special. I want to celebrate my love I for my know. new wife. Yeah, I did. I uh, I did all of those things. It's true. Mm-hmm. You speak the truth. Mm-hmm. I was in France and Spain. And, oh, that's right. Um, you could probably tell by all the berets I'm wearing that I was in France. You know? Yep. I've got one up top. Yep. Two on the shoulders, shoulder pad braze, yep. which is all the rage over there. I don't believe it, but that's I got cool. I got the Tommy Hilfiger jean skirt, which for real was what the uh, <laughs> alternative kids in uh, the, in Paris were wearing. Huh. Yeah, um, Kyle was like, yeah, I, like teenagers in France dress like they're from the nineties, and they were all like jean mm. skirts and Tommy Hilfiger. Yeah, so. Um, I mean, obviously, I the culture rubbed off on me a little bit. I'm much more cultured and a world traveler. So fancy, now. yeah. yeah. I, I know you watched a lot of French and and uh, Spanish TV I over there. S- I sent you a couple clips <laughs> of some choice uh, nugs. Yes, very very interesting. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm happy you had a fun time. I and did. You made it back safely. And we can be together again to make this show. And we have not seen, I've not gazed Mm -mm. upon your dorky face since I've been back in the U.S. So it's it's good to be back listening to music Mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. I heard a lot of great music over there, and I specifically would be shazamming all the time to, uh, like, find new stuff. And weirdly heard a lot of brazilian music in france but i liked it either way because it was exposing me to music that i wasn't used to so that is that i don't usually get in my sphere so that is cool to be exposed to stuff you're not used to yeah um and yeah i'm sure that they just have a whole different you know we we talk about the billboard top 100 that's right around here i bet they have la billboard top uh uns hundred or something that, that sounds, sounds more German. Yeah. yeah but uh yeah so that's that's cool to get a different perspective you're yeah i checked you're my so perspective you're so cultured you checked your perspective i did i'm just some lame ass american boy still <laughs> you're american boy yeah this american boy over here his wife went to europe without him <laughs> loser <laughs> that's true she did she's in italy she sent me a picture of her by the coliseum today oh that's um, cool um i asked her if she went in and and fought real quick oh but yeah she didn't oh too bad. but uh yeah i'm by myself for two weeks with i mean with the dogs but you yeah. know uh, it's weird. And why did she feel it necessary not to take you? She's looking for an Italian man oh, okay. um, to steal her away. No, she is going with her mom for her mom's 70th birthday, and we just oh, couldn't fun. make it work for both of us to go. So it's her and her mom and our sister-in-law. So, yeah. Um, it was really cool. We ate at this uh, restaurant in Bordeaux, which is... Uh, like a couple hours south of Paris and uh, had like the best meal of my life. And there was some band from like California that was playing like down the street that we could hear. 
and it was they had like finished up and then we like stepped out of the restaurant and just like turned a corner and there was just like a hundred people and they were all dancing to like that song it's like bossa nova something i don't know what it was but it was amazing yeah i was like holy shit because that's like it was just all these little pockets of like just it would be like empty and then just like a bunch of people and music and dancing so we danced our way through all those people it was really cool yeah i gotta know what did you eat for the best meal of your life, you oh. said it was the best meal of your life. Oh, Run it down, boy! There Run was like some octopus. Um, that Fried was the first or, thing, or, uh, or not? No, it was, and it was. I there was all sorts of like sauces and vegetables mm, and different things. Yeah. It was like French Asian fusion at this place called Mampuku, and then there was like some duck, some all sorts of weird seafood and stuff is what I like raw stuff. Do you consider duck seafood? No. Okay. Just (laughs) just uh, wanted to clarify. uh, Just overall, this is in Spain and France. Ate a lot of like stuff that I would never have tried or would think was icky, like anchovies and stuff. Mm. And I tried it with these these concoctions in uh, San Sebastian and Bordeaux and it was just oh, (laughs) Mamma mia. (laughs) I do that now. (laughs) <laughs> Mamma mia Hey, if uh, Amy's looking for an Italian man I know this plumber <laughs> And um, yeah. He might be taken, but I hear he has a brother Luigi Mario you're Luigi Mario, about. yes yeah. gotcha. Kyle does have an incriminating Video of Ooh. San Sebastian Luke Which was uh, the place we went in Spain San Sebastian, probably my favorite place Overall And uh I we went to this place, a Fuego Negro, which they had the best music playing and they had this good ass cocktail and like I just for some reason I got the most drunk in San Sebastian mm. that I usually get and I was she has an incriminating video of me just like dancing around to some soul music and drinking <laughs> this cocktail. I wanna see this. It's really funny. Maybe, to... maybe we could post it on like Best Song Ever's Instagram or something. That sounds great to me. <laughs> Alright. Well, should we get started? Yeah, I think so. I mean, this is not what we do the whole time. I think we play no. music or something, right? I think that's what we do. If I'm not mistaken, this is Best Song Ever. Yeah. And I've selected three songs, uh-huh. as have you. We're gonna present them to each other and to the listener. If you play one that really tickles my French beret, then I will say, Lordy, Lordy, Barry Gordy. And if I play one that really just, really just moistens your baguette. (laughs) Why would you want to? No, that doesn't work because moist baguettes. That fluffs your croissant. That's that's better. (laughs) And uh, then you're going to say, Papa Likey. So... I mentioned uh, the the music I was tracking down, and I made a playlist, uh, and I entitled it Yan Idan Ensun Ikusi Eta Ikasi, which um, is a phrase in San Sebastian that roughly translates to eat, drink, see, listen, and learn. And um, I liked that, uh, mm-hmm. that sentiment, and I want to carry that with me, and... Uh, I'll post that playlist and a lot of it that they were playing, like I said, was some classic soul with some great horns. And so when I got back, I was really looking for something to fill that void. And uh, the horny void. I know the horny void. Looking, I'm always looking for something to fill that horny yes. void of mine. Then along came a little indie rock outfit named Whitney. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, when I like right when I got back, I got this Whitney album, and I was had taken sort of a break from new music. You know, I missed a lot of stuff when I was gone, and I was so excited when I listened to this album. Just fantastic horns and just a brilliant sound. Uh, this is the sophomore album from Whitney called Forever Turned Around. But let's back it up. So this is a band. They released their debut album, Light Upon the Lake, in 2016. Um, an incredibly strong debut. I know it was one of mm-hmm. your favorite albums of the year. Indeed. And uh, they just came out of the gate with a really unique sound. Tight performance as a band. They always have over- elaborate, overlapping guitar parts and great piano and key parts. Some great drum. Just really all all aspects perfect on that first album which is funny because i was watching a interview with the band and he said he was uh julian ehrlich who is the uh lead singer said that listening back now he sees how much they've grown as a band and that was like them finding themselves as a band and i'm like they them finding themselves is still pretty damn good <laughs> uh, yeah i would say so it seemed like a, a fully realized sound right yeah. out the gate that was different than the the current um you know music that was coming out still is different absolutely uh yeah i, I like them a lot they're so soft that's yeah. what i like about them that how soft like their softness it's they're, just they're soft yeah, boys they're, um, they're soft boys and i love it uh but i'd say like when i think of whitney there's the three things i think of one is julian ehrlich's fantastic voice just very distinct smooth yep, yep. um max kakachek uh his unique guitar sound which is like sort of distorted yet really clean and smooth mm-hmm. and then just these amazing arrangements like i said with like the horns strings they've made the, a really unique sound out of uh implementing those aspects and on their new album forever turned around all these aspects i feel like are in full force and effective but very balanced and well placed and i feel like they just honed in on their sound even more And it's got some, like, classic rock uh, elements where Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. cited, like, Neil Young as inspiration, but also with the horns and strings gives me that classic soul influence. And this album is about relationships, and we're going to listen to the album opener entitled Giving Up. And as you'll hear, uh, this is, like, sort of about a romantic relationship that's falling apart where one person is giving up and uh another relationship at the core of the album is the relationship of julian ehrlich and max kakachek they are the creative masterminds of the band and they write the songs very collaboratively and like push each other to be better and to make the songs better ehrlich said our friendship has kept us going even though so much has happened in the years since we started the band so this album focuses on like relationships and friendships as they transition through the ups and downs of life and like some breakdown and some last, you know, does it get into sail ships? Sa- <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Sailboat yeah, like ships, relationships, friendships, sail ships. I, um, sail ship is not a thing. A sail ship. <laughs> is it? That's, that's not at all. A t- <laughs> no, I think it's usually a sailboat. Sailboat ship. Pirate ships are a uh, thing. Yeah, it gets uh, into pirate ships, right? I don't know that it does, but they mm-hmm. do have a lot of, like, nature imagery, so maybe, like, the wind is in there somewhere. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. This I'd have to check the lyrics. This is a stretch. But does it talk about booty? I don't think booty is mentioned. Mm-hmm. All right. But there might be some booty subtext. Um, mm-hmm. I'll be listening. Uh, 
We'll both be listening right now. Let's take a listen to Whitney with Giving Up. Despite the lack of talk about sail ships, you know, and despite no mention of booty, yes, I gotta give that a pop a like. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. Uh, I love that song. Album is really good. I'm excited to spend more time with it. But this uh, has this demonstrates why Whitney is awesome, and also one of my favorite things with the Whitney song is like waiting, wondering mm-hmm. when it's all gonna kick in. And they take it to the next level, and they do that really, really well on this song when the horns come in, and yeah, that's yeah. about halfway through. Love that surprise. I, you actually told me about this song when it came out, and uh, graciously 
offered it to me uh, to play on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And you're, uh, you're welcome. Yes, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the surprise of the horns in that song, and like all those weapons they've got in their arsenal, like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. great guitar work and the horns. Um, it all comes in in different ways and is really like well varied throughout the album. Like in that one, the horns really come in and take you by surprise and give you this great like melody. But in other songs, they're just like, you know, sort of support and like just creating like a nice pad. But this album, like I said, the first one was such a strong debut, but this one feels even tighter and it feels sort of intimate and pared down compared to the last one. Uh, Cause I went back and listened to the first album. I'm like, they do sort of rock out on songs and they do at times here, but it still feels more measured and like deliberate. And, but still that sound is so full with the, mm-hmm. the horns and stuff. So it does feel soft and sort of intimate, but still just like full and exciting. I did want to ask Go you um, because I, I listened to it and I really enjoyed it and I know that I'm going to love it. However, I was kind of left thinking like, oh, this is kind of a rehash of the first album. So I'm obviously missing something. It's because, you know, you're talking about it being different and stuff. So what what am I missing? What What is like, what are the, the differences that you see that set this apart? I just feel like, I, like it's cleaner and tighter and just pitch perfect every note uh and like it's definitely a similar sound but like i said i went back and listened to the other one mm-hmm. and i wouldn't call it sloppier because it is really still really tight but like i i get what <laughs> brian you dirty little mind i'm talking about music here i'm sorry not everything i'm sorry but you're saying sloppier. joke or a sail ship you're with you talking sloppier and really tight i'm you're sorry talking about sex jokes and sail ships and um <laughs> no it but like i said like i feel like this one's a little bit more restrained and um also i feel like what helped um this album was co-produced by whitney the band and um but with brad cook who's worked with like bony bear hand habits mountain goats his golden messenger sharon van etten he's played as a performer or as a producer with all these amazing like the list goes on and um also jonathan ratto who's in the band foxygen he also was a producer of one of my other favorite albums of the year ways blood which also uh she has a lot of those like big horn and string arrangements that sometimes take you by surprise and so does he in foxygen and so um i feel like just all those forces coming together with whitney's already amazing sound just makes this just like they took the sound that was already there and they just just honed in on it more they they shaved off some edges got it nice and smooth for you that sounds great yeah um i'm I'm going to go back and listen to it thinking about that, but I, I do have one more. It's tight and smooth, right? <laughs> Just the way you like it. I do have one more very serious question, right? So okay. they're, they're two, they're just two guys, right? How do they play all the instruments at the same time? So they have are, like, is this a Dick Van Dyke in Mary Poppins sort of situation where he's got like the drum on his chest and he oh, right, right. with the tambourine and like the, you know, or what, what's up? They have many other members who collaborate. <laughs> I've just scratched oh, the surface of all the members uh, who made this album sound so fantastic, but they all 
uh, played their part, and it really is a phenomenal album. Currently number one on my list. Tippy top. Tippy toppy. Wow. So that was Whitney with Giving Up from Forever Turned Around, and that is out now on Secretly Canadian. Consume it, you damn weasels. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, That's how I think of was, the general public. You're coming in hot, and <laughs> I like it. Yes. Uh, consume it, you damn weasels. All it's right. coming from a fellow weasel. I have something I would like the weasels to consume as well. Lay it on me. I'm going to play a song here. Um, and, you know, one of my favorite things about bands these days are when they replace a W with two Vs. Oh, yeah. You gotta love it. I only know of a couple. There's Alves. Chverches. Oh, Chverches. Yeah, actually, no, that's only... That's just one, but that works. And it's a U, but... Um, hey, yeah. instead of a double... This this works, though. When it's a double U, you do two. Yeah. When it's, when a, it's U, a single U, you do one. Also, the movie The Vitch. The Witch, which I love, and I just watched again. Is that a, a two it's, Vs? They do do it with really? the two Vs. Nice. Yep. All right, that's cool. And then, of course, we have Havdi, or Howdy, the band oh, that I'm yes, going to play, yes. play right now. And I switched my order up because I thought this song would follow Whitney really nice. I feel like they're, they're similar characteristics across both. They're both, um, you know, kind of uh, soft yeah. music. Um, they're both soft boys. They exist uh, in the same universe. They exist in the same universe, obviously. The Havdiverse. Um, <laughs> we're all a part of the Havdiverse, and everybody knows it. Where uh, Whitney draws on um, like classic rock and horniness, uh, Havdi is uh, in the slow core. Uh, realm of things which is a really great genre name i think mm. uh it's slow it's core it's core <laughs> two of my favorite things i'm just thinking whitney should have done two v's vitney oh, <laughs> i love it so much hey vitney that Vit- one's free yeah that one's free vitney they can always switch um so uh havdi released a great i'm gonna keep calling them this i don't care they released a great album uh, called Cranberry just last year, I think. Yeah, I was um, like, they just had one. Yeah, and they have a new one coming out in October. And this is really interesting. They have uh, changed their sound in a way. And I don't really want to ruin it for you. I want you to just experience it. Yeah. So you got in your mind, in your mind's eye and and mind's ear mm-hmm. the the Havdi sound. Yes. Very slow guitar chords, acoustic guitar, pretty songs and um like your red house painters or or something like that. Sure. Get ready to be surprised. Let's take a listen to Havdi with Ruin parenthetical my ride. I take my time Tell you the deal I lost my mind When you told me you don't care Let it go down the road To someone else One time, never mind Be yourself It's all
Bitch, don't ruin my rag. <laughs> That's it. Um, I enjoyed that. Oh, Lordy, Lordy, very Gordy. <laughs> or as we say in Francais, Lordy, Lordy, very Gordy. Um, actually, did hear a lot of Motown in France too. Mm. You know that shit's worldwide, right? Um, and I was like, hey, I'm from there, where they make that stuff. Um. You're from the Motown Museum? No, but that was, like, because a lot of people didn't know. They'd be like, where are you from? And didn't know, like, Michigan or Detroit. Look at a map. No, sometimes if I said, <laughs> we'd be like, Detroit, Detroit, Michigan, America. And then, oh, America. And then oh one guy gosh, was like. you got to go so many levels yeah. deep to get to America. And one guy was, like, looking at us, and Kyle's like, Motown music? And he's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um but anyway you should have said eminem eminem kid rock jackie white <laughs> um but that was uh i really enjoyed that yeah not so much still kind of laid back and slow but mm-hmm. they uh introduced some cool stuff i really liked that whatever that high the like, keyboard part or guitar couldn't tell what it was there it sounded cool 
And that ending where it got sort of dissonant reminded me of another album we've been liking a lot, and that's Sandy Alex G. Yes. I was wondering if you thought the same. I did, definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's very reminiscent of Sandy Alex G, which, guys, just wait till we get to shouts. We're going to shout that oh, out. Yeah. Don't you worry. Also, I love the uh, sort of the guitar part that starts it. Mm-hmm. Very, like late 90s early 2000s like pop punk reminds me mm-hmm. sort of of like blink 182 yeah and that's uh you know they they started out and it sounds like okay yeah this is a hoppy song right this is a slow car s- slow course uh sort of ugh, i'm having a hard time saying <laughs> that this is kind of a slow course song it's like a sail ship on a slow course right. you know <laughs> right <laughs> and but no then they introduce um yeah then it switches uh, up nice, on you like beat which uh they were introduced by hip-hop music for this album by by pop music there there's some auto-tune vocals in there like background vocals oh, yeah. which is interesting um very very different for them um, I love that little drum machine beat with yeah. like acoustic guitar. I Me love too. when people mix those. I do too. And for them, it's something new and fresh, and mm. I uh, I like the uh, the direction it's going for sure. So that was Havdi with "Ruin My Ride" from Heavy Lifter, which is out October eighteenth on Double Double Whammy. Heavy Lifter, great album name. I love it. I think that's a fantastic. What's name. this album about? Me at the gym. <laughs> yeah. Swole Patrol. Whoa, look at those guns. Hey, do you have a permit? Months. Do you have a permit for those? Did you go through the proper background checks? Uh, we don't need it in this country. You know hey, what I'm saying? Yeah. Second. I call this one second. This one amendment. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny because it's not. It's yeah, quite sad. It's funny until you weep. weep <laughs> it's funny until you think about it. Um,. All right, you know it's not funny until you think about it. What? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um, all right, so my next song comes from a L.A.-based singer-songwriter by the name of Jamie Drake. Uh, Drake? Drake, not the Canadian superstar. Wheelchair Jimmy? Not Wheelchair Jimmy. Oh, man. This is um, non-wheelchair Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, her album, Everything's Fine, comes out September 20th. And Brian, I know you're not super into like the folk singer-songwriter sound. I sure am not. And I think it's, I'm more lyric, I'm more of a lyric guy sometimes, uh, where we both appreciate a good composition to a song, but Mm -hmm. a lot of times I think uh, like some folk singer-songwriter stuff will be more lyric-focused, and I'll take that away from it. Um, where you're looking for some deeper composition where it's usually more minimal. But Jamie Drake, she sets herself apart with a really unique sound. And we're going to listen to the song Redwood Trees. And I don't really want to say much like you did with the last one. I mm. want you to just experience Copycat. it. Copycat, yep. Um, yes, exactly. And uh, But I will read this quote from Jamie Drake. She said, Redwood Tree is really a song about songwriting. It is a joyful homage to the musical collaboration between AJ, that's AJ Minette, her producer, and I have built over the years, and something very special that I am excited to finally share with the world. And then she quotes the chorus of the song, which is kind of like just swaying with our music, kind of like we're dancing in the breeze, kind of want to stay here forever, kind of like a big redwood tree. So it's sort of a meta song about songwriting, which I didn't even realize listening to it, but 
Also, like Whitney, it's about this relationship, this duo at the core of it. And uh, so let's take a listen to Jamie Drake with Redwood Tree. You know, Papa Likey, that song. Um, I did know that. Yeah. Um, you gotta know it. You know, you started it, and I was like, oh, great. Luke's watching Bambi again. <laughs> like, we're <laughs> trying to get the podcast done. I can't tell you how many times Luke's like, well, let me watch Bambi real quick. And it's like, come on, man. We gotta get this done. But no, that's just, it just sounds like Bambi. And it's really great, the, the introduction. That yeah. It, the orchestration comes in, and it's it's weird. Like, I don't know, it's it much weirder, uh, less, you know, you sold it as like a folk singer-songwriter, mm-hmm. which really tricked me. You me little sneaky. You little sneaky Frenchman. Um, <laughs> That's me. But yeah, no, I, I, I really liked it a lot. The structure of the song was interesting. Um, you're, you're bringing the interesting orchestration today. Yeah. And uh, I gotta say, 
Andrew Bird, I know you're a big fan of the podcast. Uh, watch out, Andrew Bird, because yeah. that whistling that guy whistle or or girl, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's Jamie uh, doing the whistling yourself, wow. but they're coming for you, Andrew. And actually, speaking of that whistling, I mean, obviously, um, I do like to watch Bambi a lot, but only the part mm-hmm. where Bambi's mom dies. I know that <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's like classic comedy right there. Oh um, you're but a sociopath. <laughs> nah, yeah, well, whatever. Um, but. <laughs> Uh, I also like that part in Fox and the Hound where oh, the gosh, Hound, please don't talk which about one dies? <laughs> one of them. I don't know, but uh, they, no, I don't know if either of them die, but they like, they're best friends and then they grow up and they're enemies. Oh yeah. That movie scarred me. I haven't seen either since I was very young, so I don't remember. Fox and the Hound, man, that's, that's fucked up. Um, oh, well, you know, if there's a movie about a dog... Mm-hmm. It's either going to like save someone's life and go on a good journey, mm-hmm. yep. or it's going to die. That's just the way it is. Right. I watched someone watching a dog movie on the plane, and um, I I hate them. It's it's so biased. They're like, and then there's another one coming out soon with fucking Milo Ventimiglia, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you never see cat movies where it's the cat saves someone's life or goes right. on a grand journey, although I guess there were cats in Homeward Bound. So and also that's the Milo exception. and Otis. Oh, so. that's true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but not... You're, you're no, falling no apart. Sol- no solo <laughs> cat apart. movies. There's. Yeah. Meanwhile, you got a dog's journey, a dog's purpose, a dog's mm-hmm. poopy butt. See, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, where's the movie? Like, I have two dogs. They don't save anyone's life. No. They, 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 I don't think they could. Far from it. They, I don't, they put my life in danger <laughs> yes. all the time. Like, where's the movie where they're just sleeping for 12 hours a day? Yeah. You know, like, let me see that. I want to see that. Where's the movie where they just, like, walk in the room and fart and then walk away? And you're like, Jesus exactly. Christ, dog. Exactly. Where? Yeah. Where's the movie where they both take shits? And then um, they look at you, and then you let them inside, and you feed them. Right. <laughs> you know, that's an interesting movie. Yeah. Why do they always have to do I heroic don't, stuff? I don't know if that fits into classic story structure, but um, that might be why. Well, I mean, we're post... It's a postmodern world. We don't have to have, like... That's true. You know, Quentin Tarantino redefined how to tell yep. a story in a movie. Oh, hey, it's funny you should bring him up, because actually I was going to say about that whistling... Uh-huh. Um, it reminded me of uh, two songs from the Kill Bill soundtrack, mm, mm-hmm. one of which is La Araña. It's uh, by Ennio Morricone, which is this uh, song that plays when she busts out of the coffin. Mm, and there's yep. that great like whistling. So not only does Jamie Drake channel like the classic like Hollywood musicals with like the the cascading voices as she calls it, and like those beautiful strings, but then. That reminds me of like old like classic westerns with the whistling. Mm-hmm. I always feel bad for whatever tangent we go on, and I apologize, Jamie, that your beautiful song led us to pooping dogs. But that's just where our minds went. But I heard this uh, sound that she has, and I was blown away. And I've been listening to this album a lot, and it's really cool. Uh, just the way she implements the sound in different ways throughout, and even like. There are some more pared-down folk songs, uh, like the song Allison that ends the album is so beautiful, and there's a great performance, uh, her playing it on uh, online. And uh, so, yeah, that was Jamie Drake with Redwood Tree from Everything's Fine. That is out September 20th on Anti-Fragile Music. All right, so that song was what? What was that called? Red Redwood Tree. Redwood Tree. And, you know, trees, they make you think of fall, right? Yeah. And fall... 
leaves be changing. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, I know people like to say winter's coming. Yeah. I like to say fall's coming because well, I love the fall time. Winter can't come unless fall comes first. That's so true. Um, yeah, yeah. And I love spending time in hoodies and being uh, cool outside and, and watching. The, I do too. And, and it, it's kind of a spooky time of year too, which yeah. is fun. I it's wore a, a sweater today. It's so great. And I was happy. It feels so nice. Um, I love the month uh, of September a lot, but October it, it gets even nice Ooh, and yeah. chillier. So where am I going with this, you might ask. That's yeah. a great question. I'm trying to figure that out too. But uh, this next song that I'm going to play really sounds like October. and Blue October. The no. Band? Oh. No, no, no. Like the month of October. And oh. it comes from an album coming out in October. I mean, <laughs> crazy, right? That's have you nuts. ever heard of anything like I this before? Uh, this is the new song from a really awesome, creative, interesting rap group called Clipping. Mm. And I know that you are familiar with Clipping because Digmeister, David Diggs, David Diggs, yeah. from uh, made famous from Hamilton, of Thomas course. Thomas Jefferson himself. And Lafayette. Don't and Lafayette. forget. Oh, yeah. How could I forget Lafayette? Crazy French uh, accent that you've right. been doing all day. Um, he's an incredible rapper, and he uh, he's the rapper of Clipping. He's joined by producers William Huston and Jonathan Snipes, and they just create really strange worlds uh, with their songs. Have, are you familiar with Clipping? Have you listened to them? Oh yeah. yeah, I listened to their last album. Loved it. Yes, it, it's they're so much fun. They have uh, tend to kind of go into sci-fi type uh, yeah. territory, and um, the press release for this starts off with. I just I love this so much. I'm just going to read from it. Uh, the science fiction visionary Octavia Butler once declared that there is nothing new under the sun, but there are new suns. Mm. And I feel like that really captures their music very well. They create these these interesting universes. Um, one of my favorite songs from 2017 was "The Deep," which was based on this short story where black people who were being transported as slaves fell off of slave ships into the ocean and then they created an underwater society and then they overtook the land pretty much uh, in the future that's sick and that song is incredible it's just such a interesting world building um i think i believe their last album was all a concept album about a, per, a lone voyager in space yeah that's that's the kind of creative spirit at play here what they wanted to do for their fourth album was to examine the mid-90s rap subgenre called horrorcore mm. uh like bone thugs and harmony or ghetto boys um bone thugs and harmony were horrorcore yeah they had really? some oh yeah yeah i'm not super familiar with their whole catalog but oh I yeah man think um that. well yeah they they were do you remember like the the video for crossroads for example that that shit was also creepy and it had it had a yeah just go yeah. back and check i gotta check it bone thugs holds up you heard it here folks um i mainly remember the Take, take me home with Phil Collins. Ooh. That was like popular when I was uh, young. You should have been older and yeah, then you would have gotten I the should've. better stuff. Um, but, you know, let's let's just get into it. Let's listen to this uh, this great example of why I love clipping so much. And, you know, I talked about how 
Havdi has one of my favorite things in a band name, which is replacing W's with V's. Mm-hmm. Clipping has another thing I think is pretty fun. Lowercase c. Uh, it has a lowercase c, but it also oh. has a period. Punctuation oh. in band names. What's your favorite punctuation in a band name? Uh, probably clipping, because it's the only one I can think of. That's perfect. Uh, I love Panic! Oh, at, yeah, that's at the true. Disco. However, I feel like it would have been better if they added a question mark at the end. Panic! At the Disco? <laughs> yeah. Am I right? Or Panic? At the Disco! Mm, that's pretty good, too. Yeah. Uh, here's clipping with nothing is safe. Safe and sound, this our family do. Only homies around, everyone here is crew. Something foul in the air, something feeling askew. Wind is in the pipes, it's that whistle calling for you. Don't holler, it's cool. Windows boarded and sealed, doors are bolted and locked. Pride cooking on pace, weaponry fully stocked. Body sleeping in shifts, other bodies keep watch. Bullets of an antibody cop running up in the spot. The pop, the pop, drop, the lights are drop low. Something shot from the trees. Went straight through the front door. Homie dropped to his knees. Blood seeping from his neck as he struggled to breathe. Wooden floors stained wet gets off the more that he bleeds. He leaves, believed it, and no one told me what was coming, but it creeping on a come up. Now it's right up in your face. Face it, let it resonate up in your bone a minute. When you shiver, make a sliver big enough for it to have a space. Ripped life slipping away, maybe you can make it out with just a little bit of grace. But it truly doesn't give a fuck about the fear you feel, and it is here to make you understand that nothing is safe. Nothing is, nothing is safe. Nothing is sacred. Nothing is safe. Nothing to pray for. Nothing is safe. Nothing is, nothing is. Cut the light and stay low. All is quiet and still. Peering through the window, staring over the field. Scent of death in the air, nothing out there looks real. Close the homies' eyes, now is not the time to be feeling really load up. Furniture, low walls, barricade you inside. Lose the lights in the hallways, everyone gon' be fine. Phone that no one should call, starts to ring at one time. All the homies' eyes slide to it, then the ball split from the outside. The air rushes in, it's cold as fuck, bullets slapping like hell. More homies struck down, the mission has failed. The wood is split, splinter chandelier falls and smashes hard glass and steel everywhere. And every throat screams in protest, you all are dying. And really, will anyone care? Truth like death comes for everyone. Barely had to summon what was coming, it was creeping on a come up that was right up in your face. Face it, let it resonate up in your bone a minute. When you shiver, make us live a big enough for it to have a space. Ripped life, slipping away, maybe you can make it out with just a little bit of grace. But it truly doesn't give a fuck about the fear you're feeling. It is here to make you understand that nothing is safe. Nothing is, nothing is safe. Nothing is sacred. Nothing is safe. Nothing to pray for. Nothing is safe. Nothing is, nothing is. Death is coming for you, but you already knew that. Thought the click up brought you some safety up in this pack. 
But that didn't add up, back up, stand up, strike a pose With your get up, that's what they like, you suppose They go rack up, stack up, that stuff that you stole But the fact of status, wrapped up in black coat Caskets cannot be ignored Running so fast, it had an award Homies got gas for cash from that score Y'all could have made a dash just after one more So you put up on the gas and smash round the corner Only one man was sent to the coroner Wasn't part of the plan, but damn, the fast forward And whip was too quick to flip and fast forward With the past smashed, every wall, pillar, and floorboard Ashes to ashes, dust in the lung Fire down when everything gasoline been poured Last piece of action for you to come Just catch a glance of what could have done There's something about how we walks remind you of someone You look into your gun, a man with no face A golden halo that could be the sun Long ago you saw me what was coming It was creeping on a come up that was right up in your face Face it, let it resonate up in your bone a minute When you shiver, make a sliver big enough for it to have a space Ripped life, slipping away Maybe you can make it out with just a little bit of grace But it truly doesn't give a fuck about the freaking feeling It is here to make you understand that nothing is safe Nothing is, nothing is safe Nothing is sacred, nothing is safe, nothing to pray for, nothing is safe, nothing is, nothing is. Lordy, lordy, comma, Barry Gordy, exclamation point. Yeah. Uh, that was scary. I mean, it was very reminiscent of John Carpenter's iconic Halloween score with yes. that high piano note there. And not what I expected from them. And I loved loved what they did with that sound. Uh, yeah, definitely feels uh, spooky. And uh, the... The content is scary too. Death is coming for you, but mm-hmm. you already knew that, which obviously um, makes me think of how, you know, we touched on it earlier uh, the outrageous gun problem in our country and how it's just become the norm that nothing really is safe, but we just sort of accept it and that's just the way life is now. And, um,. Yeah, Lin Manuel Miranda calls David Diggs a force of nature, and I think he proves that on that song. One hundred percent incredible yeah. writing, just in his delivery and how you he always takes it up a notch when you're like, "Whoa, I, I, this is already amazing!" And then he goes does some crazy fast like run like that. Um, yeah, that was uh, haunting and amazing. Yeah, um, he like so the the last couple clipping songs like the deep came out a couple years ago and that were the world building in that song and just like the the lyrics and how it like it evokes images so so well is like nothing else that i've really heard before and this is carrying that um that on i just feel like he as a writer is really coming in to his own and that's really exciting because he's always been super talented at rapping no one can deny that and i feel like he has been an interesting writer but like the last couple things that he's done have just been 
next level incredible and um yeah this this song to me is just so so wonderful um i actually hadn't made the connection of like random um shootings like nationwide until listening to it this time like you did oh i assumed that's what it was about and i i i knew it was about like uh a shooting but i hadn't made the leap the the leapt the leap to um like the you know recent events i don't know why i just thought it was a story about like hanging out at a house and get and getting shot at but which i mean that's a relevant story as well right but you know the the lyrics in the chorus of nothing is safe nothing is sacred nothing is safe nothing to pray for um that kind of thing about like thoughts and prayers are not enough anymore you know um that brings that to mind and yeah just i don't know that that paranoid feeling of nothing is safe you're not safe anymore anywhere um really comes through in this song and uh, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for uh, for this album again. Perfect timing to drop it in October because I feel like it's gonna be a spooky boy. Yep, and I loved that like synth that came in that took yes. me off guard too. But yeah, seems a bit more accessible and a little different from their sound, but still you could make the connection that it's them for sure. And I mean, obviously with David's voice, you know, right? Yeah. So that was clipping with nothing is safe from There Existed an Addiction to Blood, which is uh, another awesome album title, which is out October 18th on Sub Pop Records. So, I'm like, my next song also ends on like a haunting line and is also politically uh, sort of influenced. Um, This comes from one of my favorite artists currently making music, uh, someone I played on the podcast before. It's Ezra Furman. You thought I had already played a song from this album, but I had actually played one from the last album, uh, Transangelic Exodus, uh, which was out last year. Fantastic album. Uh, but here here we come with 12 Nudes, which is the name of this album. Oh, and I, thought, I was like, I, I thought you were pulling your phone oh, out. Oh, sorry. I, I did have a stack of Polaroids, but no, these are just uh, like from the honeymoon. I thought uh, you might oh. want to see. No, they're, they're. Oh, okay. They're like, oh, you they're know, food. We're at like okay. the Eiffel Tower and there's like, yeah, the Pinchos food that we ate. Can this you show is me not, 12 foods? Um, I can show you 12 foods. That, yes. sounds, that sounds nice. Um, that's actually my uh, Weird Al parody of Ezra's 12 Nudes <laughs> that I'm going to have coming out. Sounds good. Um, but uh, I love Transangelic Exodus, and uh, I told you, though, that 12 Nudes tops it and is probably Ezra's best since Perpetual Motion People, which came out in 2015. One of my favorite all-time records. Uh, and on it... Uh, Ezra showcased uh, this range of like 50s doo-wop, uh, furious punk, vulnerable folk, and just general weirdo rock. And I feel like 12 Nudes also showcases that range, but it's all sort of under the umbrella of this messy yet measured punk sound. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ezra said, this is our punk record. We made it in Oakland quickly. We drank and smoked, then we made the loud parts louder. I hurt my voice screaming. This was back in 2018 when things were bad in the world. The songs are naked with nothing to hide. So hmm, there, okay. there the nudes comes from. And uh, like the last record, this one does feel like a reaction to current events. But this one is more you could scream out to in solidarity with this punk catharsis rather than a more intellectually like 
heady concept. And uh, Furman said, this record is political, but it offers an emotional reaction rather than being specific or partisan because, as it's stated in Rated R Crusaders, polarized and binary is really not my scene. Um, Furman's Jewish identity and gender identity, of course, influence some lyrics as well as issues like mental health wealth inequality, sexual assault, and how these sort of toxic figures can are often elevated to positions of power. I wonder but, where he got those ideas from. Right? But yeah, and again, they're masterfully approached in a way that's more emotional and personal, uh, though these are global and national issues that he's uh, touching on. And uh, Ezra makes the comparison that this is more like a body in the animal self where Transangelic Exodus was more the mind and the intellectual side of it. Um, although there's still thought-provoking lyrics, and we're going to hear some on this song. This is called Transition from Nowhere to Nowhere. And this is a bit more restrained than some of the other tracks, uh, like tracks like uh, Rated R Crusaders and the album opener Calm Down, a.k.a. I Should Not Be Alone, which I almost played that one. But those are more wild, catchy punk tracks, uh, songs like I Want to Be Your Girlfriend, Bring That 50s Ballad uh, Element, Thermometer, which I love, is almost like pop punk, power punk, mm-hmm. or power pop well, Let's listen song. to that one. That one, that one no, sounds no, no, good. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just wait. Um, because this song is a good blend of like the folk and the punk side of it. And so uh, it's not as crazy as some of the other ones, but... Uh, It has some really beautiful lyrics and a great sound to it. So let's take a listen to Ezra Furman with Transition from Nowhere to Nowhere.
I can hear what you're saying about this being the body, uh, or what you know what Ezra Furman actually said. Not you. <laughs> you didn't come up with that. Uh, smart. I did not. Uh, yeah, this is more guttural. Um, yeah. From from the gut, and I I like that. Um, and this uh, feels like there's a, a desperation uh, for calm in this song that I I identify with, uh, pretty good. And, um, just like the, you know, too many demons to fight off and you're feeling at the end of your rope and those are, uh, relate hashtag relatable for me. Yeah. Um, also, uh, hashtag relatable, uh, ambition leads nowhere. I dream of going right back to bed. mm, I'm like, Oh, so true. That's good. Yeah. I, uh, I like it a lot and it, you know, hearing like the, themes of the the album and just uh hearing the you know it, it makes me a little sad uh this song and uh it, it makes me upset that recently lana del rey would go after ezra Furman fans and be like furries are disgusting i don't identify with you furries oh. do you have you heard did you hear that recently? No, I did not. Yeah, why would she do that to Ezra Furman fans? I think you're confusing furries with Fermies. Those are the Ezra oh, Furman fans. Oh, what are furries? Those, Explain to me in great detail. They are sexy animals. Oh, well, <laughs> but, what does she But have? with humans inside of them. Oh. Wait, let <laughs> me rephrase. Those are, <laughs> oh, those are people in uh-huh. animal costumes who get frisky. Oh, okay. That sounds cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what Lana has against I did them. not know that LDR was shitting on King Shaman Furries. direct quote was, you guys are disgusting or something. Lana. I don't know why. Mean. She's been a little, like mean to people recently that's um, disappointing you tell me this right now when i listen to her <laughs> album today and love it i know uh she also like called out someone who like kind of was a little critical of her album well but uh, we're not here to talk about her album fuck fuck her album no it's a good <laughs> album but this one's better and um yeah i See, this album is uh, really, Ezra said that by affirming negativity, it gives you energy to reject stuff. There's more space for positivity. So I feel like uh, that is the balance of this album where it is like, you know, it's commenting on things that are like real problems, but uh, it does give just that sort of solidarity and uh, positivity through like... I don't know, just relating to it and understanding it. And um, 
like he talks about we have not dealt with our trauma on one song and i feel like it, it's just sort of is a way through of working through it like when i listen to this album i do feel like not alone in in the uh the shittiness you know and uh there are much more upbeat songs than this this one just stuck with me and i love the lyrics i think they're so beautiful and that haunting last line that's one like it is sort of a dark note i'm glad that you're playing on uh when he says i uh remember i asked what it means to be a man they threw me into the back of the truck and they tied my hands which I was just watching the '90s like surreal horror movie Santa Sangre, where th- and I was had just been listening to this, and there's a scene where this kid's dad tells him like you're you need to become a man, and he ties his hands and carves this eagle what? into. I know, dude, this movie's wild. It's uh, nuts. The guy who uh, made Suspiria was a producer on uh. it, um, but. Uh, it was just like a weird image that I was like, it was disturbing. And then it just happened to align with me listening to this. Uh, just just that sort of uh, rough sort of uh, masculine uh, energy. I don't know if this is like a personal experience, but I just get mm. that image of someone like, yeah, being uh, tied up. It also could remind you of like a fraternity, like hazing thing. Right. Uh, but yeah, haunting last line there. But I, uh, with the first song talking about I should not be alone, the way things are going, and th- this talking about like you don't take the night off when you're really at the end of your rope, you don't take the night off, too many demons to fight off. Just uh, these uh, true lines about mental health and like mm-hmm. the work and the balance of it. And uh, that's what I. It's funny because, uh, you know, I stay home a lot and watch TV and uh, I want to make more of an effort because I feel like it's better for my mental health. Like I had the day off from work uh, before Labor Day, the Friday this came out and I just made a point to just go out and do whatever random errands because I'm just like, this is going to be better for my mental health if I get out of the house because if I stay home all day, Mm -hmm. I'm going to get down. And so it was just fitting that I was... I was just out getting coffee, doing errands, and listening to this, and just these lyrics were really speaking to me. Yeah. I feel like it's too much of a coincidence that you hear this line, and then you see the movie that has, like, the the exact line, or, like, almost... Similar. Not quite. I mean, 100% exact. So, like, do you think... I mean, obviously, time is a flat circle. We all know this, right? Yes. So... Were the Professor makers, McConaughey told me that were the makers of the film influenced by this song, right? Oh, like back in you're yeah. talking about time travel resonation. Yeah, right. Because this was in the '90s. I know that this film. I'm saying in. time is a flat circle. Like oh, time right, doesn't right. exist as yeah. as a linear thing. Could be. So then, doesn't it then make sense that the '90s band Better Than Ezra is is calling him out and saying that they're better than him you're you're right? blowing my brain hole bro think about it it's probably true to spend some time thinking about that whoa yeah but i uh i don't know that there is better than ezra because this album's really damn good according to you earlier whitney's better than ezra. um well we'll see the list ain't finalized okay. yeah all right you're right um i they they both hold uh special places in my heart along with this jamie drake album these 
I've been playing songs from these albums that I've really been listening to a lot uh, since I've been back and really loving. So I'm glad I got to share them. Mm-hmm. So that was Ezra Furman with Transition from Nowhere to Nowhere from 12 Nudes out now on Bell Union. I feel like I gotta take us out on a brighter note. Do right? it. Because we the last two songs we listened to took us through some shit, man. Yeah. And got real. That that's good. Sometimes yeah, music uh, takes you through shit. You identify with it, and and it and it helps. But also sometimes you need music to be an, uh, a form of escape or um, just something happy and bright or funny to attach to. And um, I have uh, not only a song from one of my favorite musical artists, but one of their best songs that I've ever heard. Mm. This is Danny Brown, the Detroit rapper extraordinaire. I've been sitting on this all episode, so excited to play and listen to it. You've been sitting on Danny the whole time? I've been sitting on Danny Brown the whole time, and he's comfy. He's comfier than he looks. Uh, I'm a huge Danny Brown fan. I know you are as well. And he's coming out with his fifth studio album in October. So exciting. And the first song... Uh, from it is fantastic incredible i love it so much so weird and catchy and silly and awesome and um he uh says about the new album uh this is my version of a stand-up comedy album most of my close friends now aren't rappers they're comedians and actors Mm -hmm. so i wanted to create something that mixed humor with music something that was funny but not parody and uh so this is a great thing to go out on yeah, which makes sense because he was recently at the Lonely Island show. Ah, uh, uh, yes, he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, the artwork for the single is actually inspired by an old Richard Pryor comedy album oh. uh, image as well. But again, this is not parody. Um, it's not obviously a f- funny song. There, He's always been kind of funny yeah. and humorous anyway. But man, the, the music is so interesting and, and great. And I, I just love this song. I'm excited for it. So let's let's get in a better mood. Let's brighten it up in here. Take me to Jamtown, Maestro. And we're gonna do so with Danny Brown's Dirty Laundry. The hybrid selling you try again. Sleep with the beast. Then you win the line. Still drop dirty after popping icing. It's our damn day just to get violated. Ever seen that road swift? Babies have babies in a hood like whatever. We gained this bitch together. Once got a hoe and had money for the room. So we did the Humpty Hump and the Burger King bathroom. Low key kept it undercover. The way she slurps, slurps, she's the quicker picker rapper. No job. Dropped out in the felon on the net. Met a fat white bitch named Helen. 300 pounds. Made me run like 280. Had a couple babies, 270, give or take it. Caught that secure in the bag, had to fight the baby dad. Tried to stop by eat, so I got up on the sacks. What's in the dark always come to light. Hair was nasty, you think she had headlights. Why try though bleaching your eye? Put your life on the line, hang them out to dry. Trying to keep my hands clean, out here ride dirty. Shit get messy, mop him up with the 30. High tide, 
gain off the arm and hammer. Swim towards the current, system trying to drown me. Stain your regular like more rocks and darks. Spin cycle, half four times for one. Out the slums, nobody gave me nothing. Had temptation, so I hustled David Ruffin. Papa was a rolling stone, so I sold rocks to him. Beam up, Scotty, we got lift off Houston. Left my sack and my clothes, mama just did alone. A ball in my jeans, fix say it tastes like soap. When I leave, might slip if you do Cover your ears if you're kids We got round two Fuck a bitch two times, call it deja vu Fuck a stripper for some change Actual change Dime penny nickels, actual change Okay, wanna hear the story? Left the house in a hurry I was in hunky dories Got some gas from Lori Left my wallet at home, ain't wanna hear that story In the car, had change from laundry Had to watch clothes anyway Told her I'm sorry Slow anyway, before you was born give that a wownie wownie danny brownie <laughs> um, is that a alternate version yes. of lordy lordy another detroit icon yeah. here um yeah that was great i uh, heard this on friday i only listened to it once but i was like this is sweet um i really love that beat with the mm-hmm. oh so good. and that that nasty bass <laughs> and um yeah i could see uh how it's a little funny i like bringing comedy into music uh you know, doesn't have to be like comedy music. You can right. just have a song that's genuine, but with some some humorous things, because that's life for you. I definitely heard uh, some funny lines in there, sort of a uh, quirky little story he's telling. Uh, that's something about fucking twice and call it deja vu. Um, <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of sex talk in this. Yeah, he, he gets had by someone. Sexy. Yeah, I heard doing that. laundry, and then they're doing laundry the next day. You know, turning uh, and bounce or something. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, yeah, I uh, I love it. I I mean I love everything that Danny Brown puts out. Uh, but I was like sort of surprised by this. Seems yes. uh, a bit of a new direction, somewhat, but uh, a little less dark than I feel like his uh, last things, but or his last uh, album. But uh, yeah, really cool beat, and I I loved it a lot. Yeah. Um. You know he. It was surprising, but then I was thinking about it, and he has, he's been a very surprising artist for several years now. Like, um, even with Old, uh, his his album Old, which is... Another great one. Another great album. It's pretty straightforward, but there are two distinct halves uh, to it. One is his more introspective stuff. The other is, like, a little more uh party rap like to he i think he to have to perform at festivals you know like upbeat stuff um so that was just an interestingly sequenced album 
and then the follow-up was really dark and like yeah. all influenced by post-punk music i think it's atrocity exhibition yeah, yeah so he he's just been all over the place anyway but yes it's it's surprising and new and and interesting um also grown up which was one of his earlier mm-hmm. uh singles was on my sunny day hip-hop uh mm, playlist it's a great song which too. now we should make a new one for fall we should collab on that oh yeah because yeah. now that summer's ending Ooh. can't be bumping the sunny day stuff Ooh, as much fall. so we gotta oh, this do... sounds nice i've never yeah. made a fall hip-hop yeah. playlist before i like this idea Maybe just this do it with great. the seasons now yeah um so you mentioned the production on this and this song was produced by q-tip Oh shit! Uh, and he is actually the executive producer of the entire album EP which, of the LP. Yeah, which also uh, features production from Paul White, who Danny Brown has worked yes. with a lot and is uh, always great. Uh, I know him from Open Mike Eagles yep. stuff too. Yep. Uh, JPEG Mafia, who I am really loving, and yeah. has a new album. JPEG has a new album coming out as well. Flying Lotus. Uh, standing on the corner who i just uh was made aware of from the earl sweatshirt album uh they and i hear standing on the corner is incredible uh and also the album features run the jewels jpeg mafia blood orange many more uh this is gonna be (laughs) incredible yum i just happened to say that after blood orange (laughs) so yeah what a fun what a fun note to go on, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. That was Danny Brown with Dirty Laundry from You Know What I'm Saying out October 4th on Warp. All right, we got one last thing to do and that's talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in shorts. Wow. Wow. All right, first up, shouts to Metronomy with metronomy forever they're a great band and they some fun synth poppy um also kazu with adult baby uh kazu you might know from the band blonde redhead out on her own now uh she may show up on a future episode spoiler alert yep uh alex cameron miami memory uh you played him previously i know you're not super into the new stuff but i'm uh digging it uh devendra banhart with ma and then Pixies have Beneath beneath the Eyrie. Eerie? I'm not sure. Beneath the Eyrie. Maybe they're <laughs> that's, like... That's what I was thinking. Pixies are going reggae now with their like 10th <laughs> album. Who they're knows? Maybe they are. Mixing up. Uh, yeah, the, the 13th is a big day. There's a lot of cool stuff coming out. Uh, Sandy, Alex G, House of Sugar... It's Friday the 13th? Oh. I didn't even think about that. Me neither. Oh, it was perfect. The the, the scary song. Ah! The scary song was good. Um, the scary song was good. Uh, Sandy Alex House of Sugar. Incredible. So I love it yum, so yum. much. Uh, competitor for album of the year for me. Sampa the Great, The Return. I'm excited to listen to that. Played Sampa the Great earlier on this Very podcast. Good. We also played Sandy LXG before mm-hmm. on this podcast. Charlie XCX with Charlie. I'm a huge Charlie XCX fan, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, she cool. Yeah, she she cool. Uh, Jenny Haval, another uh, bestie of ours that we've played on the show yeah. before. The Practice of Love, that should be interesting. And uh, the aforementioned JPEG Mafia, who I just talked about. 
All My Heroes Are Cornballs. Uh, that album has been, the rollout for that album has been super fun. All My Heroes Are Cornballs? <laughs> yeah. So also the rollout for it has been him talking about how bad it is. And then all the collaborators, including Jeff Tweedy, um, are like in this video and they're like, <laughs> I'm a cornball. And, and they're like. I don't think this is even music. Like they're they're <laughs> shitting on it so yeah. hard, but it's obviously going to be awesome. That's fun. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, we got three daddies. They all walked me down the aisle at my <laughs> wedding. Um, and the first of which is Planet Ant Podcast. We are one of those Planet Ant Podcasts, and we're also powered by Pinecast. They give me power. <laughs> and um they uh have added a some new shows detroit strange which i mentioned that's an official additional um, it's up there an on, official dish it's an official dish and uh also my uh friend joe and uh some of his uh improv buddies started uh detroit and dragons which is a D podcast oh, you can check that out interesting yeah and then of course you got the the greats like uh, Michael Dupree Variety Hour, Fumbling Around, and Sandwich Talk, which is another friend of mine, P- Carlos. So check out all that stuff. Brian, the third daddy, which uh, put his hand upon my shoulder <laughs> as, as he gave me away no, to my sure wife. I wasn't sure where you're going with that. <laughs> um, Our third daddy, offshelf.net. Yes. Check it out. It's wonderful. I just, um, because I've been so busy at work, uh, just recently posted the sing- Singles Club, which is a roundup of the best singles uh, in your area <laughs> <laughs> um, songs of the month. So this was for August. It was it was fun. Uh, check that out. Uh, and a bunch of other stuff. They have a, a newsletter that you can, um, like a, 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 zine. A, a zine, that's the word. I'm like, <laughs> that newsletter's not right. Uh, that you can, uh, digital zine that you can subscribe for. Go check that out. Do it. And speaking of subscribing, I set you up for that. Talk about you, how they can subscribe to us. <laughs> um, yeah, speaking of subscribing, you can subscribe <laughs> That's to what us. I said. <laughs> you can subscribe to us uh, on anywhere you get your podcasts. And uh, you can follow us on all your social medias at Best Song Ever Pod. And if you want to write us a review, we would really appreciate that. We would love it. And also give us like the highest rating you can because we deserve it. Yeah, and don't mention that Brian's like eating pizza during <laughs> some of our closing segments. All right, that's good. This is the only one I've ever <laughs> I've ever eaten pizza during. You well, the listener doesn't know. Could have been everyone. All right, for Planet Ant Podcast and Offshelf.net, I'm Luke LeBen saying you better check your perspective. I sure did. <laughs> and I'm Brian LeBen reminding you, don't let the bastards grind you down. I sure did. This is best song ever. French. Oh, we. Oui.